Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary family. My name is Minister Chris. I am the youth director here at Mount Calvary under leadership of our great pastor, Pastor S.N. Winston Jr. And I am excited that you took the opportunity to join us for our youth Sunday. Our young people have been working diligently and hard to make sure that we can bring a worship experience into your homes, into your cars, so that you can be a part of the worship experience, even though you can't be in the four walls of this church. Let's start this morning just by a word of prayer, and then we'll go to our children's choir who did a virtual choir. I'm so excited for you all to see them. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your people joining this morning. I thank you for those watching on the many platforms that you have structured. God, I thank you that what you're about to do in their homes is bigger than they can even imagine. I thank you that they're going to feel the worship experience if they were sitting right here in the sanctuary. God, I ask that you engulf their homes. I ask that you engulf their cars. I ask that you speak through their phones, through their tablets, through their TVs, that the word that you have for them this morning shall reach them right where they are. God, we are expecting a lot from you, and we know you won't let us down. So God, let your glory pour out in their homes. Let your glory pour out wherever they are. Lord, let them see you like they never have before. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Listen, this video is going to get you excited. This is our children's virtual choir, and I can't wait for you to see it. Good morning, Mount Calvary. Let's magnify the name of Jesus together, okay? He deserves all the glory, all the honor, all of the praise because he's worthy of it. Let's give it to him today. Come on, kids, let's do it. And my hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah See, y'all. To you. My hallelujah belongs to you. Good morning, Mount Calvary Nation and friends. This is the day that the Lord has made. 
let us rejoice we choose to rejoice we get to rejoice and be glad in it we're so glad that you have joined us today we are excited about this youth-led worship experience today thank you virtual children's choir he does indeed deserve all the glory the old man is here just for a few minutes to do a couple of things for one just to make a few observations and to keep you in the loop on a couple of things and then we're going to sing together lift every voice and sing get ready we're going to sing in just a few minutes but let me uh, let me say a couple of things first by way of observation uh, first of all I want to thank one of our uh, faithful members one of our sweet members had this kente scarf made for me uh, you can't see it all I think but uh, but I want to thank Miss Mary Stroud. Thank you so much. And I am proud to wear it today. Uh, if you see Brother Jerry Walker, one of our faithful ushers, uh, make sure you wish him a happy birthday. He celebrated his 80th birthday this week. Happy birthday, Brother Jerry Walker. Would you also keep uh, Brother Ron Henderson and his family in your prayers? Deacon Ronald Henderson, his brother passed last week. That funeral is going to be this Thursday, March the 4th, at Thomas Funeral Home. The funeral will begin at 11 o'clock, and uh, the viewing will be at 10 o'clock. There will, of course, be space uh, limited. You will have to wear a mask, uh, but please remember Deacon Henderson and his family in your prayers. We are going to get ready to sing our national Negro anthem. Just before I come uh, to back with that, uh, there is a short video that just explains some of the significance of this great hymn of the African American community. Uh, watch this video, and then I'll be back, and we'll get to singing. When uh, when the video when the video is over, if you're able, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your bedroom, in your bathroom, in your house coat, whatever you whatever you're doing, stand, stop right where you are, stand, and let's sing it together. All right, watch this short video. Voice and Sing was first performed in public in Jacksonville, Florida, as part of a celebration of Lincoln's birthday on February 12, 1900, by a choir of 500 school children at the segregated Stanton School, where James Wooden Johnson was principal. Singing this song quickly became a way for African Americans to demonstrate their patriotism and hope for the future. In calling for earth and heaven to ring with the harmonies of liberty, they could speak out subtly against racism and Jim Crow laws, and especially the huge number of lynchings accompanying the rise of the Ku Klux Klan at the turn of the century. In 1919, the NAACP adopted the song as the Negro National Anthem. By the 1920s, copies of Lift Every Voice and Sing could be found in black churches across the country, often passed into the hymnals. In 1939, Augusta Savage received a commission from the World's Fair and created a 16-foot-tall plaster sculpture called Lift Every Voice and Sing. Savage did not have any funds for a bronze cast or even to move and store it and it was destroyed by bulldozers at the close of the fair. During and after the American Civil Rights Movement, the song experienced a rebirth and by the 1970s was often sung immediately after the Star Spangled Banner at public events and performances across the United States where the event had a significant African-American population. In 1990, singer Melba Moore released a modern rendition of the song which she recorded along with others, including R&B artists Anita Baker, Stephanie Mills, Dionne Warwick, Bobby Brown, Stevie Wonder, 
Jeffrey Osborne and Howard Hewitt, and gospel artists BB and CC Winans, Take Six, and the Clark Sisters. Partially because of the success of this recording, Lips Every Voice and Sing was entered into the Congressional Record as the official African American National Hymn. Let's stand and sing together. Let's sing. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun, let us march on till victory is won. Stony the road we trod, stony the road we trod, bitter the chastening rod felt in the days when hope unborn had died yet with a steady beat have not our weary feet come to the place for which our father sighed we over a way that with tears has been watered we have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered out from the gloomy past till now we stand at last where the wide gleam of our bright star is cast come on pray together god of our weary years god of our silent tears thou who has brought us thus far on the way thou who has by thy might led us into forever in the path we pray lest our feet lest our feet stray from the places our God where we met thee lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world we forget thee Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God, true to our native land. God bless you.
Choir, we have taken this time out in service to remind you about offering tithe and offering time. Listen, here at Mount Calvary, we have numerous ways to give. First off, you can give the traditional way. That's by coming to the church. We have deacons outside with masks on and gloves on to receive your offering if you drop it off. We also have numerous ways of virtual giving as far as cash app. That is dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. Or you can give by Givelify. Very simple. Just tap, give, and you're done. Or you can give by text to give, and that number is 937. And if Mount Media doesn't help me, I don't know the number. I barely know my own phone number. <laughs> but the number will be on the screen, hopefully. And then Brett has a short message, and then we'll go to praise and worship. That was the number on the screen. Text to give. Now, Brett, you can go. All right. So, I've been a, I've been a member here at my Calvary for my whole life, basically. So, I want to give somebody who's watching an opportunity to be a part of our church, be a part of our family. So, if you are willing to, um, we have. You can contact us on our social medias at MT Calvary Church on Facebook, or. You can go to our website. I don't know that, but if that is www.mtcalvarychurch.life, and you just click the join now button, and they can give that very simply. Okay. Well, you can do that. Um, and yeah, if you want to join, come be a part of our family. Yes. So we are excited um, about you being a part of our family. We need you here at Mount Calvary as much as you need us. Listen, we're not perfect. We don't claim to be perfect. Um, but what family is, but every part of the family is needed so that the family can be whole. So we're going to go to praise and worship after that the sermon will come. Our youth praise team is going tonight, uh, I mean this morning, to lead us in worship um, featuring Brother David Isaiah, uh, who will be leading worship. I'm so excited. They, they've been practicing all morning, and I'm excited for them to lead you worship, and then we'll jump right into the Word. I can't wait to see you all there. Oh, I'm 
Come on, I know we're at home, but we can manifest His presence in our place. Say all the glory belongs. All the glory belongs. Say we lift you high. We lift you high. 
everything inside of us. Thank you. 
with me a little bit more in these monitors. Let's pray this morning as before we jump into the word. God, we thank you for what you're about to do in your word. God, your word is still relevant and true. God, there are some people who need the answers to the questions that they've been asking you all week. Father God, they don't know what we've been through, God, but you brought us to this moment on divine intervention because you have something for us. God, don't just give a word for us to inspire. Lord, give a word to educate your people. Don't give a word to just make us feel good today. God, give us a word um, that um, change our lives and change the way we view things, change the way in our minds and our hearts. God, reveal some things to us today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. This morning we'll be in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. Just one passage of scripture. Just one passage of scripture. Can y'all give me just a little bit more on these if you can? If not, no biggie. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. I'll be reading um, from the New International Version. I don't know what version is on the screen, um, but I, I'll read that one too. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who, who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ Jesus. I'll read the NIV version. I got it right here. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, you once who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ Jesus. I love both of those versions. I love every version, um, but I, I like the NIV version. I think that's what everybody um, is waiting to hear this morning. For those of y'all who've been on Facebook, my young people who've been excited um, to hear the back in blood sermon, um, this version says this. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought back by the blood of Christ. This morning, I know um, y'all ready to hear it, so let's just jump right on in. I want to preach from the subject, back in blood. Back in blood. Back in blood. On November 6, 2020, a rap artist by the name of Pooh Shiesty released a song called Back in Blood. The song grew much popularity even until this day. And in one verse of the song, he says something that stood out to me that made it both savvy but also spiritual. In the song, he says, you know who took your stuff from you. Come get it back in blood. Meaning that if he takes something from somebody, the only way they are going to get it back is if blood is shed. And I started to think about God. Understanding that since the fall of man, something was taken from him. And he understood that if he was going to get back what belonged to him, then blood had to be shed. Now, older generation, I don't want you to think that you left out of this one just because you don't know nothing about no Pooh Shiesty or no Lil Dirk. That's okay. I'm going to loop the block real quick and make sure you get hit. This is the same blood that you all used to read about in those green hymnals that sat on the back of the pews. You know songs like, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I, I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I, I know it was the blood for me. Songs like, what can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I, I know you saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, but I came this morning on specific assignment to tell you that whatever the enemy thought he stole from you, I came to serve as a reminder that Jesus came and he got it back in blood, so it's yours. Who am I preaching to already this morning who can testify, you thought you stole my joy. You, you thought you stole my peace. You, you thought you stole my purpose, my assignment, health in my body. You thought you stole my finances. But the truth is, and only 50 of you are about to shout in your living room right here, Satan, everything you thought you took from me, I hear the Lord saying, because my blood was shed, I'm here to get it back. In the words of Pooh Shiesty, we ain't masked up. You know who it was. And the Lord has said, I want everything back that belongs to me, and I'm going to get it back in blood. Let me get into this word real quick. I, I promise I will contextually walk you all the way to um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 this morning. I'm, I'm going to make it make sense, I promise. I, I want to preach this morning, but let me lecture just for a second. Let me lecture for a second. I need to show you um, first how we were stolen from the hand of God. In Genesis chapter 3, many call it the fall of man. Many call it the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3. For those of us that attended vacation Bible school, right? We are mindful of what happened here in Genesis 3, right? And, and because of the interpretation we have heard all our lives, it is falsely described that the fall of man is blamed on woman. When it's really not the woman's fault. Um, it's the fault of man. Chris, why do you say that? Because Adam had a mega church of one member. He had a mega church of one member. He had only one member, and he failed at discipleship. He, he never disciplined his house into the ways of God. 
So when the serpent slithers into the garden, he is selective in who he talks to because we have no evidence of Eve ever having a prayer life. So the serpent only talks to the one, hear me, the serpent only talks to the one who doesn't talk to God. The snake slithers in and offers that forbidden fruit to Eve. You know the story. She eats it, then she offers it to Adam. And after she offers it to Adam, God comes through the garden. He comes draping through the garden, um, and they hear his footsteps. I got some good news this morning, right? Uh, I got something that we're never thankful for, something that we never talk about. Here it is. They eat the forbidden fruit, and they hear God coming and start hiding. The amazing thing is um, that nobody ever talks about, hear me, they are in sin, but they can still hear God. Chris, say that again. I'm at home eating breakfast and watching you. I'll say it again. They are in sin, but their ears are still sensitive enough to hear God coming. And that's why the enemy gets so mad, right? You, you did some stuff you shouldn't have done. You, you went some places you shouldn't have went with some people you shouldn't even went with, but you can still hear God coming. So they start hiding. And the Lord corners them, and he asks them, who told you you were naked? Who told you that you were naked? And now God begins to start to hand out punishment. He starts to hand out punishment, the penalty. He says, Adam, now the only way you are going to eat is from the sweat of your brow. I was giving you breakfast in bed, but now you got to get up and go to work because you didn't stay true to the assignment I set over your life. And then something strange happens, right? He says, Eve, your punishment, your consequence, your penalty is you will always have pain. Not acute pain, not chronic pain, not phantom pain or even total pain. He says, you're going to deal with strategic pain. He says, you will only have pain when you are about to birth something. If you are going through pain right now, it's because it's something in you that's getting ready to come out. If you've been under attack, it's because you're carrying something bigger than you. He says, Eve, you will only go through pain when you're carrying something. And the pain is evidence that you're getting ready to deliver. If there's no pain, you ain't close. But the greater the pain, the closer you are. I prophesy this morning to tell whoever's in pain, you must be close. Closer than you ever been in your life. That's why the devil is nervous. And, and that's why he's upset. And that's why he's trembling. And that's why he's trying to kill you and drag your name through the mud. He recognizes what you carry and knows that he can't take it from you. But slow down this morning. I'm just lecturing. I told you, I'm just lecturing. So now that Adam and Eve have eaten the forbidden fruit, they have been stolen, right? They, they fall into sin. They, they are now acceptable to sin. Watch how smart the enemy is. He realizes that God can't have anything to do with them because God cannot dwell where sin is present. Now, I want to be responsible this morning, right? I, we got people tuned in, right? Watching on YouTube, Facebook, and on the website. I want to be responsible to the text uh, that I read for you th this morning because there's some people who listening but they critiquing too I, I know how to write a sermon I know how to put three points together but just give me just a chance to lecture this morning um, and make it make sense Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 one passage of scripture then I'm going to close no points no nothing I'm, I'm just going to give you the word and then we'll get on NIV version says but now in Christ Jesus you who once were far away have been brought black by the blood of Christ King James Bible says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. The new King James Version puts it this way, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. But I love the NI, I mean the Eugene Peterson Message Bible. It says something um, that's relevant to this day, I promise. It says, now ye who once were far off have been brought back. You've been brought back by the blood of Christ Jesus. This version speaks, um, and this verse speaks of the restoration of the heathen as taking place first in Christ Jesus. In virtue, that is, of union with him through all the acts of his mediation. And next, by the blood of Christ, that is, through the especial act of mediation, which is emphatically an atonement for sin, such sin as St. Paul had been declaring above in the verse uh, to be the cause of spiritual deadness. They had power now, right, because they're in Christ Jesus. They had power now to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Chris, we heard you. What does that mean? That's $25 worth of words with a 25-cent meaning to really say, um, well, since the fall of man, we were declared to be in the hands of the enemy because now we were susceptible to sin. 
So verse 3, 13 begins, but now in Christ Jesus, this is the same Christ Jesus um, that God speaks about because God says, listen, because I cannot be dwelling in the place of sin, because I cannot be where sin is, I will put myself um, in, in man form and I will come to earth um, and I'll give somebody to sacrifice his life um, so that you no longer have to be held accountable for your sin. Um, this is the same Christ Jesus as mentioned in John chapter 1 and in order to appreciate how John starts his book uh, you must look at how Matthew goes to great death to prove that Jesus is in the lineage of the son of David Mark and Luke go through great trouble to prove you that Jesus has tied into his lineage both Jew and Gentile right righteous women like Sarah but other women and, and harlots like Rahab right he does not just pick the upper of biblical stories to say those are my ancestors but he picks people like Rahab and idolatries like Ruth or Tamar who was a wife turned hooker um, who laid on the side of the road waiting on her father-in-law to sleep with her um, so that she could be legitimized in the family and Jesus claims her in his family as part of who he is Matthew, Mark, and Luke are preoccupied in proving that he is tied to the throne of David and legitimate both on his father and his mother's side as being heir to that which is earthly. But John does not begin his argument from the perspective of men. John begins his argument from the perspective of heaven. He talks about a time before David, before Abraham, before Moses. He, he goes all the way back and he starts his argument from the beginning. He says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by him, and without him there was, not any, there was not anything that was not made, right? In him was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now there was a man who was sent from God, right? His name was John. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light, saying that there is one who is coming after me who's mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to feel. I indeed baptize you with water, but he shall baptize you with water and with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Then he says, and the word was made flesh. The invisible was made visible. The word, the word, it went out of his mouth as word. And 42 generations later, it came out as flesh. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the only begotten son. And we call him Emmanuel. We call him Christ Jesus because he was God made flesh. He was God in man form. So God says, since I am God, I told you I'm not going to be long this morning. Since I am God, I change not. Seasons change but I don't. He says, since I am God, I will form myself in the image of man, and I will go down to earth and live a sinless life, but die a sinner's death. I will shed blood so that I can get back what belongs to me. So I just want to deal with the B clause of Ephesians 2. Um, then we're done. Y'all go ahead and, and finish hearing me real quick, and then you can take your bonnets off and you can get out the house for the rest of the day. You can go ahead and finish cooking. He says, you were far away. You were far off. You were distant from me. You were in the hands of the enemy. But you were brought back by the blood of Christ Jesus. This is the back in blood, y'all. You were far off. You were out there in the midst of sin. But, but I, I had to put myself in the form of man and die on a cross so that you can live. Jesus said, one Friday, I was wondering how you were starving yourself and I'm the bread of life. He said, why you keep picking up your phone tonight, worrying, and I tell you that I never sleep nor slumber, that if you call on me, I'll answer, that whatever you ask in my name, it shall be done. He said, why are you at home crying over your future while he was trying to figure out a way to bless you? So Jesus gets on the cross and he was beat and he was bruised. He was put on the cross. He was carried, he thorns in his head, nails in his hands and feet. He said, I have to do this so that I can get back what belongs to me. Even if blood has to be shed, I'm willing to lay down my life so that you can live. I'm willing to die so that you can be all that I've called you to be. You up worrying at night and I'm figuring out a way to bless you. Jesus said, I remember dying on the cross. I, I died on that cross while you was up scrolling on Facebook. I died on that cross while you was up um, trying to hook up with somebody that wasn't even your spiritual equal. I, I died on the cross while you was on Pornhub, while you was on uh, Instagram. I, I died on the cross. I died on that cross while you were lowering your standards to hook up with somebody that wasn't even interested in you. 
I died on that cross um, while it was that you forgot to worship me for blessing you in the city and blessing you in the field. And somebody asked the question, God, why did you do it? And I'm here to answer that question this morning. For those of you all who think that you're not worth nothing, who think that you're not worth anything, you think your life ain't worth living, I came to answer this question for you all. We used to sing it back in the day. It said, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cares. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm so glad that he did. The Lord told me to tell you this morning that you may not think that your life is worth much. You may not like the situation that you're in. You may not even think that people like you, but you don't need to settle for people liking you because God loves you. He loved you so much that he, he put himself in the shape of man to come down to earth, right? Um, to, to be beat, to be bruised, to be bloody, right? To shed blood, to, to get you back, right? You were in the hands of, of the enemy, but God said, listen, um, I don't want you to be distant from me, but I can't be where you are, so I'll put a mediation between the two of us. I'll, I'll put myself in the form of man and let Jesus sit between us. And the Lord told me to tell you that you may not think that your life is worth much, but it was worth me dying for. He doesn't just like you, he loves you. He loves you enough to come get you back in blood. There's so many of you all that's dying on the cross of Instagram and, and dying on the cross of Facebook, right? Let's just talk, young people, this morning. You're dying um, on social media platforms just for likes. But the true people who know that Jesus came back and shed his blood, he came and got you back in blood, we don't settle for likes. Likes don't do nothing for us because we're loved. A lot of the situations you're in, a lot of the, the times that you lower your standards, a lot of times that you fall victim um, to, to your guilt and to your sin, um, is only because you're settling for likes. But I need to tell you this morning that you're not just liked, you're loved. I need to tell you that you may not think that your life is worth living. There may come a point in your life, young people, where you're ready to tap out, where you're ready to give up, where you're ready to throw in the towel, where you're ready to say, God, I just don't want to do this no more, where you're ready to say, God, I don't know if I can make it no more, who say, God, my, my parents ain't showing up, my, my friends ain't where they need to be, my, my friends, they, they, they gave up on me, they, they threw in the towel on me, but I came to tell you this morning on Facebook, on Instagram, I don't care if you're watching on the website, I don't care if you're in your living room, I don't care if you're in your kitchen. I don't care if you're in your car. I need to tell you that your life is way more than just being liked. You're loved. You're loved so much that God gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but he shall have everlasting life. Your life was worth living. Your life is worth living so much that God gave himself up to get what was his. The Bible says that after Jesus died on the cross, before he ascended to heaven, he descended down into hell. He went and got the keys from the enemy. And he offered salvation to everybody that was there. And then he ascended up to heaven. He said, I gave my life to get back what belongs to me. So Pooh Shiesty, we thank you for making your song. We do. We, we're grateful. We, we love it. We bump it in the car. I know. I know. Us church folks acting like we only listen uh, to the Clark sisters. I know, um, so I know some of y'all listen to Pushaisi too. We thank you for your song. Uh, but Jesus this morning is saying, "Listen, Pushaisi, you ain't the first one that said you're gonna come get it back in blood." He said, 2,000 years ago, I needed what was mine back, so I gave my life up so that I can get what belongs to me. Listen, young people, this morning I told y'all we wasn't gonna be long. I need to tell you that your life is worth living. Everything might not make sense now, but all things work together for the good of those that love him. All things. So this morning, I want to give a word. I, I want to give something that makes sense. I want to give a word that's relevant. Um, but I also want to pray for you this morning before we log off of here. I want to pray. Listen, I, I've been praying for y'all all week. Listen. I've been praying all week for you, young people, and even not so young people. I've been praying for everybody that's going to watch this morning. I've been praying for everybody who's going to send this video to. I, I've been praying all week, and my prayer, I know y'all about to be mad at me. My prayer is not that you become rich. My prayer is not that you become famous. My prayer um, is not that your likes go up on Instagram, that your followers flow, flow through the roof. Um, my, my prayer is not that your bank account falls over. I know, and some of that is going to happen for many of us. Uh, but my prayer is that you can see the same worth in yourself that Jesus saw in you. 
Because the truth of the matter is half of the situations you find yourself in, half of the darkness that you you, you call your way out of, half, half of the, uh, the morning guilt that you got to roll over with, half of the long nights that you done spent, um, wouldn't even happen if you saw yourself in the same image that God saw you. That's truth. So that's what I want to pray this morning. I, I know, Chris, you're supposed to pray and prophesy dreams that come true. You're supposed to pray and prophesy that I'll be rich. You're supposed to pray and prophesy that I get a big house and a big car. Listen, that's going to happen when you begin to walk in alignment with the vision and the assignment that God has set over your life. So my prayer this morning is that you see yourself with the same self-worth, with the same self-love um, that Jesus saw in you. You got friends that you, that you say you'll die for, but they won't die for you. I came on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're watching this morning to tell you that um, I know somebody who did die for you. I know somebody who gave their life up. I know somebody who was beat and bruised and he didn't even do nothing wrong. Just so that you can live. So that's my prayer. Let's pray this morning and let's log out of here. God, I thank you. I thank you for keeping us. I thank you for keeping us even when we couldn't keep ourselves. God, I thank you for loving us even when we weren't loving ourselves. God, I thank you for showing mercy over our lives. God, I thank you not just for what you do, but I thank you for who you are. Because when we found ourselves in dark situations, God, you were still there. I want to thank you for being peace in the midst of the storm. I want to thank you for being our light in the darkness. I want to thank you for being our comforter. I want to thank you for keeping us, God. God, we let you down so many times. We dropped the ball. We didn't walk in our purpose. We didn't walk in our assignment. We gave ourselves up to people who didn't even like us, let alone cared about us. But God, bring us back to the moment of remembrance this morning. That everything we are and everything we're called to be is because you have set it over our lives. God, we failed you, but you never fail us. So our request this morning, God, we done thought thank you for everything, but our request this morning is that you show mercy. Show mercy over our lives. Show mercy over our decisions. Show mercy for the moments of ignorance when we didn't know we were doing wrong. And Lord, show mercy for the moments when we knew we were doing wrong. We just wanted the feeling. God, I ask that you show mercy um, for the moments where we, we enjoyed a feeling more than we wanted to see our future. When we enjoyed a moment more than, than we uh, wanted to see uh, what you had for us ahead. God, our prayer this morning is that you show us the same self-love. Show us our worth. Avoid us from a lot of situations because we'll see um, that we're not worth half of the stuff we involve ourselves in. We shouldn't be kicking it with them. We shouldn't be laying around with him. We shouldn't be texting her. We shouldn't be calling her because they don't deserve um, the, the, the love that we show ourselves. And Lord, let us understand that nobody can ever love us like you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Listen. This week, my prayer for anybody who's watching, I know, Chris, you're just a youth director. You can only speak over young people. Listen, this word is for anybody who wants to hear it. I came to tell you, um, my prayer this week is that you never put your feelings ahead of your future. That you never enjoy a moment um, more than where God is trying to take you. That you don't settle for likes more than you settle for love. Half of the stuff you've been through you could have avoided. I know God only has a plan that you had to go through it, right? You, it made you who you are today, I know. But some stuff we can avoid um, if we loved ourselves as much as God did. That he laid down his very life so that you could live. Listen, you already heard the good news. The whole message is about the good news. The good news is that Jesus um, decided that he needed back what was his so he gave up his life his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him you shall not perish but you shall have everlasting life 
listen, I already gave my life to Christ, but I want you to give yours today. If you feel that tug on you, whether you're in your kitchen, your living room, wherever you're watching, if you feel something tugging on you saying, listen, I, I've been down this road. I, I've been there and I've done that, but, but I'm tired of traveling alone. I can't promise you that if you give your life to Christ today that you won't have no more problems. I can't promise you that. I can't promise you that if you give your life to Christ um, that, that life will be a smooth breeze. I can't promise you that, but I can make you one promise. And that is if you give your life to Christ today, you don't have to go through it alone. When your friends cut out on you, when, when your family don't love you no more, I can promise you that you'll never be alone again. And if that's you, if you want to give your life to Christ, you can click on the website. You just send us a message on Facebook. We'll have somebody get in contact with you. We'll have somebody hit you up. Um, because we want you to be a part, not just of this church, but of his body. On that day, um, when your strength is filling and the end draws near, your time has come, I want you to know um, that it's not your death day. It's time for reunification. It's time for you to be right back in the hands of God. That's what I want for you. If you're already a part of the big body of Christ, if you already gave your life to Christ and you want to be a part of this church, I can't tell you that you can come here next Sunday. It's COVID. You can't. But you can still be a part of the body. You can join us on the web. If you want to join and be a member of this church, you don't have to be in the building to be a member. If you want to do that, the website has a join now button or just shoot us a message on Facebook. Somebody will get in contact with you. Listen, this is a good church. This is a great church. Um, but we will never be all that we are called to be as Mount Calvary if you're not a part of us. I want Pastor Sam to be your pastor. I do. I ain't going to say he's the best pastor in the city because, you know, it's a biased decision. He's my uncle. But I want him to be your pastor. I do. So just join us, please. Listen, the benediction is here now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all the saints watching type, comment, something. Amen. Thank you for your continued generosity. Your financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.